Welcome to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am, of course, your hostess, Christine Blasdale, and I am so extremely happy and honored today to have someone on the program that I absolutely adore and admire and respect so highly. He is a phenomenal stand-up comic. You have probably seen him anywhere in the United States, I'm sure, uh, Mr. Jimmy Dore, but he is also a fierce critic of those who stand in the way of the people. And he has a incredible program on Pacifica Radio, KPFK. Also, uh, do you have a website too, Jimmy Dore? Sure, jimmydorecomedy.com. Jimmydorecomedy.com. And of course, as you know, Mr. Jimmy Dore is here with me right now. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? Hi, I'm great to be here. Boy, that intro, I thought, was there somebody else coming in? <laughs> Who else is on the show today? Oh, well, <laughs> no, it's warranted, my friend, because... Um, you have you have just you've done a wonderful job of actually calling out you know the emperor definitely is butt ass naked mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if they're wearing a red coat or or no coat but if they're on the red team or the blue team or it does not matter if they're a republican or democrat or whatever political persuasion they might be you you call them out and you've i know you've taken some heat for this well uh you know uh, i i unlike everyone else i i don't know if you know this but uh, corruption apparently started january 2017 in washington dc yeah and all we have to do is get rid of that uh, that gosh darn donald trump and everything will get back to normal well i th- i think everyone forgets what normal was normal was 80% of workers living paycheck to paycheck normal was electing a black guy with a muslim name to upset the system and what he did was just continue the system it was change on the outside continuity on the inside he didn't put one banker in jail while he kicked the people out of their houses he didn't help main street they didn't bail out main street there wasn't even a jobs program they even give them health care 30 million people left out and the poor people who were able to get health insurance can't use it because they got a five thousand dollar deductible so it didn't really change people's lives which is why he lost uh the complete control of the house and the senate immediately and then uh, donald trump became president after eight years of barack obama you know barack obama was gifted with having horrible enemies a guy who admitted barack obama admitted on video uh that if uh, he was if his policies were implemented uh his policies are uh considered moderate right wing if it was the 1980s, that's what he said. That's his words. Yeah. So I'm trying to remind people that Donald Trump is a symptom of a larger problem. And everyone, including the establishment, well, it's the establishment who wants you to think the problem is Donald Trump and right. just focus on Donald Trump when it was the establishment who actually gave you Donald Trump. And the establishment uh, behind closed doors will admit that they would rather vote for Donald Trump than Bernie Sanders. That was made very evident to us. And it's it seems to me a giant shell game, whereas, you know, uh, Democrat in Republican in Democrat, you've got you've got the Bush family. <laughs> My God. You've got you've got uh, what what happened with, well, with Christine, the, the Bush think... crime family, and then you have the Clinton crime family, and then you <laughs> you know right. I mean it just continues. It's a shell game. Well, here this I mean there's nothing that shows you. Uh, the game that's being played more than this, right? Because what I like to tell people, people who like to wag their finger at me because I I won't vote for corporatist warmongers anymore, and what I try to tell them is that until you realize the game that's being played, you'll forever be congratulating yourself for voting for a warmongering corporatist. Yes. And here's the game that's being played. Everybody hated Ralph Nader because he sniffed this out way before everyone else did, and he saw what the Democratic Party did, which, which, what was, what did they do? They got in bed with Wall Street, 
Street, the military-industrial complex, yeah. big pharma, and health insurance and fossil fuels, they became the Republican Party that was pro-abortion. Right. And, he, right. and he saw that. I mean, and so when you talk about the lesser of two evil voting, Thomas Frank makes a great point in Listen Liberal that voting for Bill Clinton over Bob Dole was not the lesser of two evil. Because look at the stuff that that Bill Clinton got done that Bob Dole couldn't have gotten done. Bill Clinton gutted welfare exploded the prison population, passed NAFTA. That's something George Herbert Walker Bush could not get done. Yes. So if you voted for George Herbert Walker Bush, we might not have gotten NAFTA. He couldn't get it passed, but Bill Clinton could, so he could give cover to all those corporate Democrats because the president's going along with it, and he's a Democrat. You know, he wanted to privatize Social Security. He deregulated Wall Street. All these things that Ronald Reagan could only dream about doing, Bill Clinton got done. Ralph Nader sniffed it out. And he said, so he started, he said, I'm going to run for president and I'm going to hold their feet to the fire and I'm going to expose them. He was filling stadiums just like Bernie Sanders. People blame him for George Bush becoming president. So they hate Ralph Nader. Now, here's That's where the crazy. game, here's where the game, he gave gets, his seatbelts for crying out loud. I know. Here's where the game gets <laughs> exposed. Not only did that not happen, that more Democrats voted for George Bush by the hundreds of thousands that voted for Ralph Nader. Uh, nobody blames that. But here's where it gets exposed. Everyone now, all those people who hate Ralph Nader, all those liberals who hate Ralph Nader, now they all love George Bush. But they still hate Ralph Nader. What? Is it, well, you... I mean, the Obamas, they're, they're a brother from another mother. Right. They, they hug, hug him. Right. He's, on, he's on Ellen dancing with them. I mean, he's he's beloved by the neoliberal class right now. The Leo, the, the George Bush, every Nancy Pelosi goes on uh, the View and says, "I wish we just had George Bush back." Wow. Keith Oberman goes on the View and apologizes to George Bush <laughs> and and John McCain because of Donald Trump. So he's been completely rehabilitated. George Bush, everybody loves him now. He goes on Ellen and he dances with him, even though he he demonized and demagogued gay marriage his totally. entire political life. Completely. Now he gets to go dancing with liberals, like because because we have Donald Trump. And what so what people don't realize is people still hate Ralph Nader, but they now now like George Bush, and it makes me think those people are just assholes all along. <laughs> And so what it shows you is that yeah. they don't they 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 are upset that it's the establishment wanting you to hate someone like Jill Stein or Ralph Nader and pretend someone with no money and no power is the problem when the problem is that we don't have a, we don't have uh Two parties. We have one party. We do. And that party is the money party. And that's been going on since roughly 1980. But it got exacerbated by Bill Clinton and Al Gore. It was called the Democratic Leadership Council. People don't even know about this. Mm -mm. They decided to become Republicans. They were like, well, if we can't beat... Ronald Reagan, let's join them. So what he did was they created this called a DLC, the Democratic Leadership Council, and it was about all these corporate. So it was they, they had members of the Koch brothers board on their board. So the DLC was all about how we can become. Uh, it was the, called that triangulation strategy. We're going to take away all the Republicans talking points. We're going to become fiscal conservatives, but they didn't. They when Fiscal conservatism doesn't mean conservatism for corporations, the war machine, or fossil fuels. What it means is fiscal conservatism for you and social uh, welfare for the oligarchs. Yeah. So that's what they did. They got That's when Bill Clinton had his sister soldier moment, right? Remember when he had to stand up to their base? So now, to show that you're a serious politician in a Democratic Party, you have to stand up to your base. The, the Republicans would never do that. They coward to their base all the time. That's what the Tea Party's all about. The Democrats, they have to show how tough they are. They have to stand up to their base. And Barack Obama does it too. Oh, it it's... It, well, and nothing was made more evident to... And I try, I've been trying for many years. I gave... Well, I gave up on trying to... to to inform people about the, the the system because there there is not a system of choice. It's like, would you like arsenic or would you like rat poison? That's, that's right. That's when you go when you go to the voting booth and it's like you have an option between, you know, Trump and this one or that one. That's what it is. And it was made so evident with the um, the complete ignoring of Bernie Sanders after hundreds of thousands, huge 
events that he would he would go speaking somewhere and there'd just be hundreds of thousands of people lined up right. and and you know Hillary Clinton would uh, would go somewhere and there'd be like 12 people she she has a uh you know this this um the media loves her, you know love to promote her we found out with the DNC that it was completely rigged against Bernie Sanders and the thing is is that nobody came out nobody came out and just said what the fuck this 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 is wrong. She is not our candidate. No. She is not who we chose. You're shoving her down our throat along with this with this guy. I couldn't even remember her her VP. She couldn't even Tim take Kane. she couldn't even get Bernie Sanders as her VP. So she, she if she got to, him as, as her VP, she would have won in a landslide. So but, what what happens when you pr- when you pledge your vote to the Democratic nominee 2 years ahead of time? Well, you get a you get a Democratic nominee who picks a vice president who's to the right of her. Yes, so Tim Kane. Tim Kane right. I mean uh, uh, Hillary Clinton is a is a moderate Republican, and he, she picked someone who was an extreme Republican, <laughs> Tim Kaine. They didn't. So that's what. So when you what's happening? It's happening right now. When you pledge your vote to whoever the Democratic nominee is because of Trump, what you're saying is you don't have to get better. The Democrats can nominate another corporatist warmonger who's going to make everything worse. The problem isn't the Bernie Sanders supporters who wouldn't vote for. Uh, Hillary Clinton, it's the 100 million people who won't get off their ass to go vote against their own interests because they know Hillary Clinton wasn't going to help them. In fact, she was going to go and legislate against them just a little bit less maybe than Donald Trump. That doesn't get people off the couch. And so uh, it's very popular now for the celebrities uh, in Hollywood to uh, hey, make sure you vote. I read, Hey, I told a bellman to vote today. I, uh, I <laughs> swear to I saw that tweet. No, you did not. Yes, I did. I, saw, I told the bellman. I told the bellman. I told the bellman. Make sure you vote in my swing and i'm like hey, but, hey you know before you start telling blue collar workers what to do uh maybe you tell the people who are supposed to represent them to represent them how about that how about you hold someone in power's feet to the fire instead of sell, telling somebody who's a blue collar worker to vote against their own interests because that's the only choice they ever have mm, amen brother amen i'm proselytizing now we're proselytizing oh speaking of the clintons and Trump and a whole bunch of other high-powered people, celebrities. Um, there's this there's this thing hitting <laughs> there's this thing hitting right now, and uh, the gentleman's name is Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I don't know much about that guy, but uh, I do know that he got a sweetheart deal. He in did Florida because if you're rich, you can buy your if way you, out of prison. And that's Jimmy, what when happened. you when you start to to peel that mm-hmm. onion, it's right. First of all, it stinks. That's right. to high heaven, but um, there's just word that possibly if they unseal these documents, that it's going to implicate quite a few people in very powerful positions, and so he might, if if pressed for it, he might start squealing on some of the others. Well, he pals around with very powerful political figures, you know, people like Bill Clinton. Right. And um, I mean, that I don't want. But, and I know that uh, I mean, people that the travel logs from his jet. Yes. right, Because he owns and, and they. And so, uh, I mean, the guys, he, I think he pled guilty to, you know, prostituting <laughs> someone under 18 years old already. He pled to that. That was part of his plea deal already. And he had he had to do a year time prison time. But most of that was work release because, you know, he's got to go to because he's a billionaire. Yeah. He's a billionaire. And what we're seeing and, and, and I think what we're seeing anyway with this in particular is that, you know what, and I'm, I'm hopeful, but that all the money in the world, all of the prestige you've ever had, all of the people you've ever been able to pay off, to buy off, mm-hmm. to, you know, your private island where Lord knows what goes on right. and you're completely allowed to do anything right. that you want. And as we know, it's like when you're when you have the ability to do anything that you want and never be held accountable, that will create a monster. Yeah. You're guaranteed. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And I think that just now there's there's the glimmer that no, you cannot do just whatever you want to do. No, Mr. Trump, you cannot grab any female that you want to or do anything that you want to with this human being just because you've been able to get away with it all your life. And I'm hopeful that that's what's going to happen. Although I, it could be, you know, the rug could be pulled out from underneath us and he's he's made like vice president. I don't know. Well, 
Um, it's funny that they never get people like uh, the powerful people like Donald Trump on the actual crimes that they commit, you know. It's Nixon, ridiculous. Nixon didn't get impeached for illegally bombing three million people. You know what I mean? Cheney. He got Dick he, Cheney. What he gave him a new heart. Well, yeah. What the, what what <laughs> Nixon got in trouble for was he went against one faction of the elite, right? Uh, and he got, so, right. He got smacked. For and that. then you can't do that. But you can go bomb and kill, and that's the same thing. You know, um, I try to make the I, I try to make the point on my show. The point of my show is to remind people how we got to Donald Trump, and that's the thing I think everybody, the establishment and the media, which is again, the media is not there to give you news or inform you. It's there to forward the opinions of the elite, and that's exactly what they do. So people yeah. think I watch Rachel Maddow and I'm getting the news. You're not getting the news. Rachel Maddow is a beard for an uh, uh, evil corporation that is funded by the military industrial complex fossil fuels and big pharma that's who rachel maddow is and the moment she says something that goes against their narrative they will fire her ass just like they fired phil donahue for telling the truth about the iraq war jesse ventura for telling the truth about the iraq war ashley banfield for telling the truth about the iraq war and they fired it got worse they fired ed schultz just for covering bernie sanders he got fired and so when you watch rachel maddow and chris hayes that's the box that they're operating inside of willfully. And why are they doing that? They're doing that for $30,000 a day. So you're not going to get the truth about Syria, Libya, Iraq, Iran, Venezuela, when you watch MSNBC or certainly CNN. Ironically, where are you getting the truth about Syria, Libya, uh, Venezuela, uh, where are you and Iran? Where are you getting the truth about those things? Ironically, you're getting them from Fox News. For some reason, Tucker Carlson has been given the green light <laughs> to tell the truth about the foreign policy wars. I have no idea. He's he's just as crazy as the rest of the Fox News on everything else. But for some reason, and I don't know, I've asked this on my show. I don't know why he's being allowed to do this, but he's he is. So you'll be better informed about Syria or Iran or Venezuela if you watch Tucker Carlson than if you watch Chris Hayes or Rachel Maddow. And that's a fact. Or if you want to know about Julian Assange. And for some reason, only recently are they now being allowed to kind of tell the truth about Julian Assange on MSNBC. So uh, that's why I have a show. That's why we exist. Because if you think uh, a multinational billion-dollar corporation like Comcast is going to let someone go on the air and tell you the truth about any of that stuff, you are sadly mistaken. And what Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow are doing are taking $30,000 a day to be the beard of an evil corporation. That's all they're doing. Right now, Russiagate has been completely debunked to be a hoax committed by the Democratic Party and the the intelligence community and the establishment media. Why? Because it sells papers, it gets you clicks, and it's a perfect cover-up for the elite. They don't want to have an examination of how we got Donald Trump. They'd rather blame another country. Russia has a smaller economy than California. But if you watch MSNBC, you would think Russia is the most powerful being in the entire yeah. universe that is controlling not only our elections, but everybody else's election around the world. They have a smaller economy than California, Russia does. Russia can't even get their good vodka into fucking Trader Joe's. And you're telling me <laughs> that some of they are controlling shit. Russia didn't make 80% of workers live paycheck to paycheck. 50% of the people can't afford a $400 emergency. 30 million people don't have health care. They're buried under mountains of student debt, and nobody has a fucking job that's worth a shit. That Russia didn't do that. Trump didn't do that. We did that to ourselves by our bipartisan one-rule party, which is the money party. Barack Obama did that. Bill Clinton did that. And George Bush did that. A. Man. There is no difference on the inside between these parties. The person who are standing in front, if you want Medicare for all, you know who's standing in in, in front of that, in, in between you and Medicare for all? Nancy Pelosi. That's who's your yes. enemy. Yep. Chuck Schumer is standing in between. Donald Trump will do whatever they, the Congress tells him to do. And if, if it's Even popular for impeachment. With, she's, standing in, she's standing in the way for impeachment. That's correct. You know, And let me tell you something. 
if you think you're going to get Medicare for all by voting for Bernie Sanders, that's not going to happen either. Yeah. Because the, 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 if he somehow overcomes their cheating this time and gets the nomination of this party, they will then cheat him in the general. And if he somehow overcomes that, the next day he will become a third, be a third party, and it will be called the corporatist party of the Democrats. They won't call it that. They'll call it the progressive party. That's what they're that corporatists have already called themselves progressives. It's all Nancy Pelosi says she's a progressive. Are you kidding? No, she says it. I, that's what they call themselves. Nate, you saw Hillary Clinton say, I'm a progressive who gets things done. Yeah, like the Libyan war, the Iraq war, yeah. Honduras coup. That's what you get done. And, you know, the thing about the silver lining with Donald Trump is that now people are aware of what their government is actually doing. Because Be- he's, so, he's so transparent. Because they're just a, well. they're, yes, he's bad at he's, <laughs> he's bad a, at everything. He's a horrible actor. Yes, and he's very he's, and he hires the same people like John Bolton and Elliot Abrams. It's like a gift to the people. So anybody paying even a little bit of attention, like oh, he didn't drain the swamp. He just he drained the swamp, and oh my God, there's his cabinet right at the bottom. Yeah. So that's what really happened. So now people are paying attention because they're hyper aware of Donald Trump. And so now all the stuff that our government has been doing, they're now aware of it. Like, for instance, when Donald Trump banned the Muslims at the airport, people went crazy about that. Right. And they went to the airports and they protested. But uh, why do you think there's Muslims at the airport? It's because Barack Obama spent eight years bombing the shit out of them. That's why he turned Libya into a failed state. Look what happened to Iraq. Look what they're doing in Syria. Barack Mm. Obama dropped 26,000 bombs in the mid. They ran out of bombs. That's how many bombs they drop and that's why there's a there's a, a refugee crisis happening and that's why you're getting right-wing governments in Europe right now because of the refugee crisis caused by our goddamn bombing so at least people are aware of that and so when Trump is trying to start a war with Iran people are like they're suspicious of him and John Bolton because they're very like you say transparent and bad liars and he's hired the exact people who lied to us before so that's the one silver lining so like when you see oh my god Trump is putting immigrants in cages which is horrible then we find out Barack Obama built those cages exactly hey Trump- and, the pr- and the private prison industry the, pr- the private prison industrial right. complex which again both sides have heavy uh, uh, players that that pushed that as well because private prisons make a lot of money that's a lot of barack obama was on board it's and it's in with immigrant detention in private facilities barack obama was considered the deporter in chief he deported more mexicans than every president combined since 1890 that and and so uh when trump gasses immigrants at the borders we then find out Barack Obama also gassed immigrants at the border, but nobody was aware of any of this stuff because Barack Obama was nice and he was a great actor. Yes, he was a gr- he was Ronald he, Reagan of the left. He looked great. That's exactly right. He looked right. good in the suit. He was charming. That's he had right. a little bit of he had a little saunter with him. People don't. Really, he was brilliant. He was, I mean, as a, as an actor, could could the could could Wall Street get a better guy to be their front man? No. No, he's like, oh, he the perfect guy to get you to be a sucker. And we were suckers for him. The people don't know that Barack Obama's entire cabinet came from an email from Citigroup. Did you know that WikiLeaks revealed that? No. There was an email that said, and they had every name on that that went to the Barack Obama transition team. Every one of those people ended up in his administration. That's right. So this that was who's running. He told Barack Obama told the bankers in a secret meeting, I'm the one standing between you and the people with the pitchforks, meaning I'm on your side, not their side. Yeah. And he exactly did. The banks got bigger. People didn't elect Barack Obama to make the banks bigger. They elect him to put those guys in jail and break up the banks and bail out the people whose houses were underwater. That's not what they did. They bailed out the banks. They took those people's houses and also gave them to the banks. Yes. They, it was an unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Matt Taibbi writes about this. Again, this doesn't get reported in the news like it should be. Why? Because the, they fund and own the news, too. People are done with news. News. They don't trust no. the news as much as they trust Congress. So people are coming to independent producers like myself, and they are scared to death of that, and they want to get rid of people like me. And so what do they do? They call you a conspiracy theorist. Or they, oh, yeah. Welcome you, to the club. Because I told the truth about the gas attacks in Syria. Well, it turns out I was right. Of course I was right. 
WMDs was the biggest goddamn conspiracy in my life, second to Russiagate. That gets printed on the front page. Nobody loses their job. The Washington Post isn't... They've been lying about Venezuela. They, I debunked their Venezuela coverage three weeks before the New York Times did. I've debunked their... Again... And yet you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, that's how they write you off. That's exactly how... That's ex- It's and the it's, oldest trick in the book. It's the oldest trick in the book. And I uh, I think it was Michael Parenti who, who said that... The whole idea of conspiracy theorists, cons- you know, conspiracy wacko, whatever, was created by the intelligence agencies in order to discredit somebody immediately and to uh, to basically uh, pass them off as, oh, they're just crazy. Right. They're just crazy. And it's true. The stuff that you've said, the stuff... The, so if 9-11 truthers didn't exist, the CIA would invent them, which... God, who knows? Oh, it, well, they probably did anyway. And some of them did as, as well. You know, so and, there's credible people, like there's... There, so they they have to and so whatever no matter whatever what the subject is there has to be a crazy person pushing it and so they can go and oh, then you're they can crazy. discredit the whole thing yeah or the, I wouldn't too. be surprised if they were uh, you know like for instance if Alex Jones didn't exist they would invent him right so they can go oh you're on to our our meetings about how our because they go oh do you think rich people have meetings secret meetings I go. Yeah, yes, they, they, they have them all the time. First of all, it's called a session of Congress. <laughs> right on. Yes, that's that's called that's their secret meeting where they get together to fuck everybody over in favor of the handful of billionaires. That's called a session of Congress. Yes. I mean, what do you think Davos is? That's rich people, powerful people getting together, having meetings, deciding how to fuck over everybody and keep this neoliberal bank-driven economy going. That's what that's all about. And how can we squash anybody who actually wants to give power to the people like, oh, a socialist in Venezuela? Well, and how and look at the the whole the plan that was laid out to before before uh, before the war in Iraq, before Afghanistan, before 9-11, before everything, the the neocons had had actually had a, a blueprint and it's public. You can you can look it up. And the blueprint is basically is saying the project for a new American century. Yeah. And it is telling you is a checklist of the countries of the regimes, quote unquote, (laughs) that that need to be taken down. Uh, and in order for that to happen, too, we need a new Pearl Harbor. Yep. Hello, 9-11. Yep. That was our Pearl Harbor. Uh, but it's a checklist in every single country, with the exception of Iran. <sighs> and look what's happening with that. But every single country has been taken over, destroyed, owned by, again, the corporate, the military and the corporatization has taken over those countries. Those people are fleeing if they could flee, if they did not die there. But there was over like, what is it, 500,000 people? That's just that one country. But look what we did in Afghanistan. Look right. what we've done in Libya. Look what we've do- we're, we're right. doing in Syria. Look, and we're doing it all over. Uh, Somalia, Sudan, Yemen. Yemen. <laughs> I mean, look, this is nobody is saying anything about yeah, about right. Saudi Arabia about what, what, about what they're doing. But yet we're throw we're we're saying Iran is evil. Iran is evil. Iran is and over here is Saudi Arabia just doing crazy stuff, beheading people right. that they suspect of. You look like you could be gay. Boom, your head's gone. And nobody ever talks about nobody. Why are we Why are we friends with how Saudi come Rachel Arabia? Mar- how come Rachel Maddow's not screaming about that? Why is it Why is it be- Why do we call Tulsi Gabbard having uh, cozying up to dictators because it's uh, Assad in Syria? And why is it okay for us to cozy up to dictators in Saudi Arabia? Why is it he kisses well, be- the hand because they kiss the hand of the guy? That's exa- and the reason why that's okay is because of the petrodollar, which again is something that you'll never hear on the news. Nobody ever explains what that is. The petrodollar is when the United States went off the gold standard in the 70s. Yes. We have a deal with Saudi Arabia that whenever someone purchases oil from Saudi Arabia, they have to monetize, they have to do it with the United States dollars. So that's called the petrodollar. So that props up our economy. That props up our dollar. And so, you know, Libya had gone uh, gone off the petrodollar. So whenever someone does stuff like that, that's always a big warning sign that they're about to get invaded <laughs> yeah if you <laughs> yeah if yeah. you don't want to die or have your country invaded don't go off the petrodollar don't also create your own bank right don't oh, exactly oh, right oh no no so this yeah i mean it, the, again when you know when you talk about the pnac the project for a new american century that's that's not a conspiracy theory, right? No. So, but they'll they'll make you sound like you are because you're onto them, and that's a great way to. It's an actual document. Yeah, that's it's, it's there. Well, so General Wesley Clark, 
uh, it's famous. Uh, well, I don't know how famous because they don't show it on the news. <laughs> yes, right. But it's famous to people who watch my show and shows like <laughs> it that he was on Democracy Now! And he talked about when he went into the Pentagon after, uh, right after 9-11 and uh, the guy said, hey, come here. He goes, look, we got plans. We're going to invade uh, seven countries. We're going to invade Iraq, Iran, Syria, uh, Somalia, Afghanistan. Uh, and I figured with the other, but we've done every, almost every one of them. And here we, and, uh, uh, and here we are. Uh, nobody talks about that on the news. They always talk about, oh, like, like our conflict with Iran started yesterday. No, they, they've been trying to. They've been effing with Iran. First of all, they never tell you that in 1953 they had a democratically elected government in Iran that the people loved. Mossadegh. And he, yeah, Mossadegh. And he was actually wanting to share the oil with his own people. They and loved him. He, and he wanted to spread democracy, right? And uh, the CIA was like, we can't have democracy. You can't control them. We like dictators because they're easier to control and get on our side. So they overthrew Mossadegh and we installed the Shah. Which was an oppressive dictator. I think they did. They assassinate him, and then well, the Shah they overthrew. Well, you the, mean Mossadegh? Yeah. I don't know if they killed him, but I they, think they they did. So they installed the Shah, which we all know. Then <laughs> uh, with the Iran Contra, uh, the Iranian uh, hostage crisis, they then overthrew the Shah and insta installed what the Ayatollah Khomeini and an extreme right wing government, right? And so instead of them having democracy and we'd have peace throughout the Middle East with people sharing their wealth with everyone and having democracy instead. Instead of right-wing dictators, we're the one doing that. So people have no idea that we. And same thing with Syria. We've been trying to overthrow Syria for, for decades, decades. And the people, but the people in the Middle East know this. The only people who don't know this are the people in the United States. That everyone else knows this exactly. Yes, and that's why they they're scratching our head. The the the, the other thing was too was that you know, and you have people. You have the folks that are the Trump supporters, the 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 Republicans, conservatives, how whatever you want to say, but the the thing is, is that they do not know the history of why people are leaving, and and that it's not such a, a large amount of people are leaving fleeing Mexico they're fleeing from Central America they're fleeing from you know Guatemala and El Salvador, and they don't know at all what has happened in El Salvador, why those right. people, why there's so much crime, why there's so much, you know, murder and mayhem going on. And it's because we meddled in that country. We messed it up. We trained. We had a school called the School of America right. where we trained people how to torture. We trained terrorists. We trained terrorists. We trained and we funded them and we gave mm -hmm. them everything. We, we said, this is how you torture somebody who's just a peasant. To get them off the land, to do whatever you want, and you do that to a to a poor country, and you give them guns and money, right. and techniques, and they're gonna they're gonna do it, and they did it at our bidding, and that was during the Reagan era, and that was That's, looked at through the Carter admit everybody just kind of was like you go back oh, yeah. to Smedley Butler, right? So he Smedley was Smedley Butler. So he wrote a book called War Is a Racket, and he said, you know, every war I've ever been in. It's been at, at the behest of an American corporation, and we're there to steal the natural reason. That, he wrote that book in 1935, right? He, and when he when he retired, he was the most decorated soldier in the in the armed services. And it's called War is a Racket. And every war, he's it's, it's, it's there's no difference. They're all like that. Yeah. And so again, when when they try to. Oh, YouTube is radicalizing people. Oh, they're getting radicalized by the alt-right. Nobody ever got radicalized into supporting a war, right? You know who does that? They do that at NBC and CNN, the New York Times and the Washington Post. They radicalize people for war every day on the front yeah. page. There's no more extremist publications than the New York Times and the Washington Post and Time Magazine. They are extremists for war, and they always have been, and they always will be. They're propagandists. When you read the New York Times and you think you're getting the news about Syria or Libya, they're like, I, see, for instance, CBS News, they have they go to their war expert on, on Iran, and who is it? Is he a retired admiral? Oh, well, he, he, must, <laughs> he must really know what he's talking about, right? But right. they don't tell you, is He's on the board of Raytheon, and they, Raytheon for people for <laughs> for people who don't know who Raytheon is, they they make billions and billions of dollars making missiles. <laughs> yes, that's who that's who Raytheon is. War is good for them. War is good for business. So he that guy just got elected to the Raytheon board. 
<laughs> and now CBS has that guy come on to tell you what's really happening with the war. And when he gets a bonus, if they go to war, when they drop those bombs in Syria, he gets a bonus that they don't tell. That's the last per. So, you know, the. Uh, that's the funny thing about when Brian Williams, right? So he got in trouble because he puffed up his war record. Yeah. But the real crime he committed was he would do the same thing. He would bring on these generals, retired generals, and tell you what we thought was the straight dope about what was happening in Iraq so we could make a decision about it as an informed electorate. But what he didn't tell us was that those generals were on the payroll of all those defense contractors. And not only were they always advocating for more war, there were oftentimes that they were advocating for specific weapons to be used that the company they worked for made. And that Brian Williams never told us that. The guy who did tell us that wanted a Pulitzer Prize for it in the New York Times. Even after that, Brian Williams still didn't tell you. They still don't tell us. So when you see an expert that comes on the news from the retired something, this he's being paid by a defense contractor to advocate for more war. That's not news. That's called straight up propaganda. And you remember? Do you remember in the lead up to the to the war with Iraq when it was? Also, it was the mushroom cloud, yeah, the mushroom cloud, the right. mushroom cloud, saying that Saddam Hussein would, you know, drop a bomb. <laughs> he had no capability no of doing capability. that. But it was repeated over and over and over again. And right before the and, – and I was I was so disgusted by it, the, the whole idea of the shock and awe, the shock and awe campaign that uh, Donald Rumsfeld had was so gleefully he's, – he's, this this guy was you know so evil and just seeing him kind of his eyes light up about the shock and awe it's right. going to be a beautiful it's like fireworks it's like the mm-hmm. 4th of July folks and they would show the um the jets and they would show them in 3D and they yeah. would flip them around and they go this is the greatest you know country in the world and it's exactly what what we see Trump doing now with oh we've got the greatest tanks right. and the, well, this is the the greatest the thing and the yeah. and the and it's it's just that like you said he's transparent so and he's a bad actor and you're like oh my god you're you know but he, they re- they don't really oppose his policies no the they're behind have been it. Hel- they're creating they're all working they helped in the him same- deregulate Wall Street again they they helped him pass get his judges in they're fast tracking. Trump's judges. And that was the big thing why you couldn't vote for Trump because he's going to redo the judiciary. It's the Democrats who are fast tracking their judges for them. So this idea that the the, the only reason that there's this um, constant uh, roar about getting rid of Trump and the establishment media is because they don't, as Aaron Matei uh, explains, is that that they don't see him as a, as a proper steward of the empire. <laughs> that he he actually puts the ugly face. So like when Barack Obama, like I said before, when he was the president, nobody knew about all the horrible stuff we were doing. We thought we were all doing good things because Barack Obama looked like such a great guy and he was such a great actor. But Donald Trump, everybody's aware of the horrible stuff we're doing, and that's bad for business. It's like Natasha and Boris. They're easy to, to yes, hate, right? that's right. right. That's right. But, you know, Bullwinkle and the squirrel, look at them. They got the kids and the dog and they, they dance well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This one over here doesn't even have any rhythm, and and you know, could tell that the wife is like, "Help me, get me out of here, <laughs> help me." It is just I. You know, so uh, how how is it that that someone like Aaron Matei, uh, and someone like me, an, a Jagoff nightclub comedian, was able to see through the the complete hoax and propaganda that was RussiaGate, and that's all it ever was, no matter what anyone thinks. It, 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 but they, if a lie is said enough times, that's exactly right, Jimmy. If, if but it's, how did if I know repeated... two years ago that it would never that when there was a Mueller's report that there would be no indictment? How did I know that? I'm not smart. How did I know that? I'm not being paid by someone to fucking say the opposite. Yeah. That's right. And I'll let Donald Trump do a lot of bad things. He's a horrible person, but I won't allow him to steal my critical thinking skills. And so the fact that I knew it and I could figure it out, well, why don't you think any news media ever had me on? Or Aaron Matei, who won an award for his work that he did meticulously debunking Russiagate and showing what it is, an unbelievable propaganda hoax, just like WMDs that has been perpetrated on the American people. Why? Because it serves the elite. How come I could do that and nobody else could do that? at CNN or, or Chris Hayes who's a Rhodes Scholar same thing with uh, with Rachel Maddow they couldn't see through it they're paid propagandists and Chris Hayes admitted that he knew he was lying and he didn't care because he was lying for the right team oh my god yes that's exactly <laughs> right you, the st- I'm telling you the stuff these people admit is crazy so uh, 
I, well, my favorite thing is how uh, Ted Koppel. Uh, now, a lot of people don't know. He considers himself a conservative. But I, I, I like Ted Koppel because uh, I don't think he spins. I think he actually, everything he says, he believes. So he was having a, uh, he was at a, a panel. I think it was at N- NY University and uh, uh, School of Journalism. And he was on a panel with that Brian Stelter guy from the Reliable Sources from CNN. Yeah. And he said, you guys love Trump. You propped him up. You gave him all the free air time. You guys love him. And he's like, no, what are you talking about? We don't, we don't. He goes, well, you guys have, look at all the money you're making. CNN's ratings, how high are they? And he goes, well, they, they're probably up 50%. But if, we, they, if, they, if they went down, it wouldn't matter. And the whole room just laughed. At, That's the guy who's the media watchdog for CNN saying if their ratings went down 50%, it wouldn't matter. That's their what? Do you see what the kind of uh, Orwellian nightmare we're living in? The watchdog guy is 100% propagandist. Do you yeah. remember the Iraq war when that guy would come out and he would tell you all the lies, the guy from Iraq? Uh, they had a name for him. And he would just lie that we could see that you're losing the war. He's like, nope, the war's going great. We're going to win. I figured that he was the spokesperson for Saddam Hussein. Anyway, uh, but that's what we have here. People, yeah. pre- you know, uh, Russia gives their people health care, FYI. <laughs> 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 right. The evil country of Russia gives their people health care. Mm. Just so you know. And, and again, Russia can't even get their good vodka into Trader Joe's. They have no control over our elections. All the bad things no, in America we've done to ourselves. Who had control over our elections also was the Demo- it, it was the people behind the, the Democratic National Committee. Committee. That's right. Because. We we already knew who our candidate was. We already we already had um, it was overwhelmingly clear to every single person. And we would have also brought in some. I know that we would have brought in some um, well some some independent voters, but also some of the Republicans who are more socially mm-hmm. um, progressive. Okay, we would have brought them in as well, and that is who stole the election, not Russia. Yeah. The DNC did. That's exactly right. It was the elites who made... People were voting for an outsider that that year. That's what was... That was they were like, anything but this. That's right. Anything and, but and this. And what, what, what were they going to do? They're like, no, your life... What was her... America's already great. You're going to tell that to people who live paycheck to paycheck? You're going to tell America's great to people who can't afford a fucking vacation or a $400 emergency? America's already great? That's your message? And you wonder why they didn't get off their ass to vote? People who voted for Barack Obama twice wouldn't get off their ass to vote for Hillary Clinton? But they want you to think Russia did it. Russia did fucking do it. We've been doing this shit to ourselves. And if you think Russia did it, it's a, yeah, you're gullible. But get that's what's called a herd mentality. It's the herd mentality, and it's also the idea with prop with any kind of propaganda. Again, when you repeat it enough, enough times, then the majority of people believe it. They will believe it. There are people that are in progressive, you know, radio, uh, progressive media outlets that still are pushing the whole Russia Russia gate. Still, that are still pushing that whole thing. But also, and by the way, as Chomsky says, Russia gate is the biggest gift ever to Donald Trump. It is a gift, and he said it probably will be the thing that gets him reelected. So everybody on the left who's pushing Russiagate breathlessly, you're a useful idiot. You're a tool. And if I have the critical thinking skills to see through it and predict it two years out, then you should too. But you've allowed your hatred for Donald Trump to rob him, rob you of your critical thinking skills. And now you're nothing but a tool of the elite if you're pushing Russiagate. I just left an organization that did that, and they're still doing it. And they don't – nobody – none of these people care – I, I explain it to people. I go, so you don't care that this actually helps Donald Trump? That I've literally had those people say, no, I don't care. Wow. That's called – so when you would turn on Sean Hannity during Barack Obama's administration, and instead of talking about the wars he's – the two wars to eight he took us to, or the fact that he opened the Arctic to drilling twice, or the, fa- or the fact that he bailed out the bank – Instead of all that stuff, they were criticizing him for putting his feet up on the desk yeah. or that he wore a tan suit, suit. or that Barack Obama uh, uh, is not a real American or that he's a Muslim, uh, that he's doesn't his wrong form birth. Instead of that's exactly what their left is doing to Donald Trump. 
Yes. It's exactly what they're doing to him and spending all this time on a on a, 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 an evidence-free conspiracy theory hoax that is Russiagate. You really think Donald Trump was in somehow in collusion with Russia and, and somehow Mueller couldn't prove it? He's such a mastermind criminal that, I mean, these guys are, they shoot themselves in the dick three times before they get out of fucking bed. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Donald Trump can't ma- mastermind shit. He didn't. There was no collusion. Do you know that after the election, Russian, uh, uh, the Russian, uh, uh, Putin and his staff were like, hey, how do we get a hold of Donald Trump? Like they didn't even know. They didn't even have a contact. They didn't know how to get a hold of them. That's how no, no conversation. It's such a hoax. You know, the dossier was completely fabricated. It's been proven that it was completely fabricated. Michael Isikoff admitted it on MSNBC. And apparently everybody's like, what, what, what are you talking about? So that's, I mean... How come I know who Bill, who Bill Binney is and nobody at MSNBC knows? And here's another thing. Why wouldn't MSNBC have on anybody who had a counter-narrative to the Russiagate thing? For two years solid, they wouldn't bring on Glenn Greenwald. The last time Glenn Greenwald was on that show was in December of 2016. They haven't had him on since. And, of course, he's a skeptic of Russiagate, so they don't bring him on. Pulitzer Prize winner, they don't bring him Glenn on. Glenn Greenwald's amazing. They he's don't phenomenal. bring on Aaron Matei. Aaron Matei, who just won award, the Izzy Award, the Independent Journalism Award, for his work debunking Russiagate in the nation. They don't bring him on. Never a counter-narrative. It makes me think that they're manufacturing consent, just like Chomsky taught us decades ago. They're manufacturing consent. When you turn on Jake Tapper, when you turn on Chris Mm -hmm. Hayes, when you Mm -hmm. turn on Rachel Maddow, they are not there to inform you. They are there to manufacture consent. They are beards of an evil corporation, and they wouldn't be there if they weren't willing to go along, because the people who don't go along get fired immediately, like Phil Donahue and Ed Schultz. And the, that's why also people are going to other alternative And that's why we exist. Sources, that's podcasts. Like, that's right. YouTube channels. And can, can, with with the show that you do, do you have that on YouTube as well? Yes. So they can so, find you. So YouTube has been my, so I've been doing it the you, Jimmy Dore Show since I started here at KPFK. Yeah. I think it was in 2009. And it's been very popular as a podcast and things like that. It's uh, it's gotten like it's like fifty thousand downloads each episode. So but that's on pretty YouTube, good. But on you YouTube, are, you are huge. My but friend. on YouTube, it just exploded, right? I get nine million down. I get nine million views a month. Uh, we have almost six hundred thousand subscribers. Brilliant. So it just for whatever reason, video really did it for me. Because you're speaking the truth, and you're and you're and you're getting it out there to a much wider audience than you could ever do it, and people are. People, because instead of just people turning on their television, being fed what is being, you know, you you're, you have no choice. It looks like you have a choice because you it have looks, five thousand channels. Like you have a but choice. but you just scroll through and it's the same thing. It's just a different. It's through a different lens, right? So if you're a Republican, it's going to be spun at you a certain way through Fox or whatever other uh, channels. If you're um, a progressive or a Democrat, it's going to be spun to you a different way. But the beautiful thing about podcasts and about YouTube and those type of outlets is that it is the opportunity for people to seek out the information themselves. They can go, you know what? I might like a little bit of Jimmy Dore because he's he's flashing some reality reality at me. And you're also because you also mix it in with humor too, with with because you have to sometimes laugh at the at the craziness of this, at the insanity of it all. But you do mix that in there. But it's a way for people to say, I want a little bit of this. I'm going to tap into a little bit of that. I like this. So it's like their own, like a menu, and they get to pick what they're going to eat instead of being fed, force-fed this this tray from like a prison of this is your slop, this is what you're going to have, and you're going to like it. No, we're going to pick and choose what we want. Yes, uh, and they don't like that. So that scares no. the hell of the establishment. So the fact that they were able to squash Bernie Sanders in 2016, they just, you know, they just, they, uh, 16 negative stories in 16 hours at the Washington Post. Ed Schultz get, gets fired just for covering Bernie Sanders at MSNBC. So the word got out. You better not do this in the establishment. And so people went around the establishment news and they went to YouTube and they found people, places like the Young Turks and my show. And so they were getting the message about Bernie Sanders. And so that scares the hell out of them. And so what a better way to crack down 
on independent news by to do a red scare and we and fake news and we got to help we got to save yep. you from fake we got to save you from fake news there's been fake news my whole goddamn life it's called the editorial page of the Washington Post boom it's fucking fake news front page of the New York Times that uh, uh, Iraq has WMDs that's what fake news is that's what radicalizes people for war we are now spending think about this there's a statistic we are now spending uh, 200 billion dollars more on our military than we were spending at the height of the Iraq war. We're spending 200 billion more, which is a four, uh, which is a uh, a 40 percent increase in their budget. So they were making five, 500 billion we were spending. Now we're spending 700 billion. That's a 40 percent increase. Did the education budget get a 40 percent increase? No. Nope. Do we get a 40 percent increase in roads and bridges and libraries and health care and Medicare and Social Security spending? No, nobody got that. You know who got that? The military industrial complex got that. And they got it without any debate, without any town halls, without any Anderson Cooper going and rolling up his sleeves and interviewing people in South Carolina. What do you think about the military budget? Nobody ever asks about it. Nobody ever talks about it. And here's how you know Russia Gates an even bigger hoax. So the people who say that Donald Trump is a Russia, he's a, he's a Manchurian candidate, and he's doing the bidding of Donald uh, of Putin. Why would they vote to give him hundreds of billions of dollars more on bombs if they thought he was doing the bidding of a foreign country? Right. So that's how you know they're full of shit and they don't really think that. You're going to give that guy the, the leeway to go start a war with Iran, to start a war in Venezuela, to start a war in Syria. and You, you start think a war against us, against start, Russia? And you think he's, yeah, you think he's doing the bidding of another fucking country? You liars. They're all fucking propagandist liars, and that proves it. Nancy Pelosi thinks that he's doing the bidding of of Donald, I mean, of of Putin, but she's not going to impeach him. She's going to let him run our military. A guy who she says is a traitor to our country. That's how you know Nancy Pelosi is a traitor to our country. She lies to you. She's not lying to Fox News. She's not lying to Republicans. She's lying to Democrats, and she's suppressing progressives. That's who your enemy is, and that's what I'm here to remind people of. And that's why they don't like me. They don't, but I love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and my beautiful listeners are going to love you mm-hmm. now. Again, you can find out more information at jimmydoorcomedy.com. jimmydoorcomedy.com. Right. Door and he's spelled D-O-R-E. And, and on I, YouTube, they just look up Jimmy Door or the Jimmy Door Show. Yeah, Jimmy Door Show is on YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash the Jimmy Door Show. Oh, my goodness. So, and, you know, I get, I get a lot of, we have a lot of uh, critics haters, detractors, and smear merchants come at us, and most of them have contracts with MSNBC. Get out of here. Yeah. Most of the people who make videos about us or attack us, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been on MSNBC? Uh, One time, when Cenk Uger was the host. Oh, really? Yeah, so this is probably going back to 2011, 2012. Right. Something like that. He he had his own show on MSNBC. What about any other other networks ever have you on? Um, Yeah, I've been on uh, Sky News. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but not a news. No news, though. They don't want to have not me Fox, no. not NBC. No. I was just on and local and NBC and in Miami because I was there for the debate. I was a surrogate for Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, and okay, and we we have a little. We have a couple minutes left, but I do want to talk about um, really quickly the the nominees that we're looking mm-hmm. at uh, leading into this. <laughs> we we got twenty something nominees. Um, what's up? Yeah, what's up with the fact that especially on the left. Uh, um, really, first of all, either ignoring Tulsi Gabbard, uh, mm-hmm. t- completely ignoring her, or saying that again she's friends with uh, she's, she's, uh, she's friends a, with Assad, yeah, with dictators, or they're also saying, well, she's you know she's homophobic yeah. because of her beliefs, which she's come out before, which she's come out and said that her no, she, she was raised fundamentally religious, and, and she and said she, that that her views have changed in her last yeah. six years. Her record has shown that she has voted. Hundred percent, yeah. From the largest gay and lesbian, uh, I think that Tulsi is the real deal. She is the real deal, and she, that's you know, why she, w- she won't get. They won't let her get you know, in. The it race. was her service that actually radicalized her, in a sense, against the machine. So she was over there serving her country. She thought she was fighting terrorists, and she saw that we weren't actually doing that. And she saw the cost of war, and she saw all the dead people, her brothers and sisters, and she saw that the people fighting alongside her weren't just uh, left-wing liberal Americans. They were right-wingers. They were conservatives. They were religious. They were gay. They were uh, they were every of all stripes. So that's where she had a transformation as a human being. She became she realized that they we're all in this together, 
And she doesn't discriminate against anyone. You're right. She goes on to have a perfect record now. She'd make a great commander-in-chief because she's actually served. That's right. And she's still actively serving. And she's against the wars. She's seen the cost of war. And so they throw in every smear at her. Exactly. What do you do when people are the peace candidates? You smear them as not being patriotic enough. You right. say that they're traitors. That's this. This came. I mean, this just comes from Goebbels. This isn't new. They've been doing this forever. So with your crystal ball, Jimmy Dore, uh, in the last couple minutes here, what do you think? Are they going to shove Biden at us? I think it's going to be Kamala Harris. Biden is. He's obviously. Uh, not he does he doesn't have his faculties. He's not like Bernie still is all there, right? Uh, he's not. Joe Biden is not all there. No, and there's too many photo and video opportunities of of no. of of him with little with with young girls like you know looking a little too. Well, <laughs> just him just him saying at that debate. Oh, my time's up. I mean, that's your there's your campaign commercial against him. Yeah, your time's up, Joe. Yeah. Right. You've been in politics since 1970 something and uh, look at all the horrible stuff he did, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're going to they're going to so it's Kamala. So they're going to push Kamala or Elizabeth Warren. Uh, so Elizabeth yeah. Warren uh is somehow palatable to the establishment and that makes me suspect of her and the reason why it makes me suspect of her is she's, she's already admitted she's going to take big money in the in the general. Right. And which is a disqualifier. That's I'm sorry. We all know that the the influence of money in politics and especially her. She's the one who thought she used to rail about it, but now she's going to take it. And if you notice, she hasn't really talked about Medicare for all. Uh, she's really slinking away from that as fast yeah. as she can. Yeah. So she would be I think Kamala Harris would be Barack Obama two or three two point oh two point oh. And Elizabeth Warren would be probably the same. Yeah. So they will they would definitely dead end the left. But they're, they, they're going to completely ignore Tulsi. Oh, yeah, they, that's yeah. exactly the that's exactly the plan. Yeah. And that's how propaganda works also is that you whenever someone hears the name, they're like, oh, isn't she kind of a traitor or doesn't she uh, with the conspiracy of the gas attacks and doesn't she stick up for. I mean, that's what they that's the whole point yeah. of it is to yeah. make you have an icky feeling when someone's name. And so they're trying. But Tulsi, once once people saw her, she was the most. Uh, she needs more camera time. She yes. needs. The, yeah. Because because when I, there's just a few every single time that she did speak in that debate. I would, I, I could, I just felt, I felt this beautiful energy. Yes, that she was reaching out and she was connecting to so many, so people. Many. You know, so, she, she. Well, here's what scares her: she connects with, uh, with, with right winger Trump voters. Yeah, Trump voters like so. That means she can beat Trump. So that means they got to get rid of her because she represents the people instead of the. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why they have to work extra hard to smear her. They'll say, oh, she's being propped up by Russian. But NBC ran that story that Russian bots are propping up Tulsi. On, <gasps> you saw that, right? Uh-uh. Yeah, they did that. Uh, and they use they use the, they. <laughs> and just so everybody knows. The Senate has been using this. There's a company called New Knowledge. New Knowledge is supposed to be this I.T. company that is that has been doing all this investigative work about Russian bots and all this stuff and all we're going to and they've been basing all this stuff that they've been talking about the Senate Intelligence Committee on this company New Knowledge. Well, New Knowledge got caught inventing Russian bots. Yes. And blaming it on the Republicans in the Roy Moore Alabama race. Uh-huh. That was report that was reported in the New York Times. Again, it's it gets reported but nobody does it get emphasized? Does it get highlighted? No. They're NBC still using that that guy who got so discredited, the guy who ran that company, they Facebook took away his Facebook page because he got caught doing this. Right. NBC still uses their reports and they don't tell you any of that. Uh, and they use the report saying, oh, this new knowledge says that Tulsi's being propped up by Russian bots. The same people who got caught inventing Russian bots are saying that. And NBC, so that, so NBC, I'm telling you, that's why they're afraid of people like you and they're afraid of people like me and they're going to find ways to shut us down. Uh, is is that we tell the truth about that. They don't want it to get out. And they go, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory that you guys are funded and owned by the people you're supposed to be investigating, that you're funded by the military-industrial complex, and you're funded by Big Pharma, and you're funded by Wall Street. That's you're, that's a, a secret? That's not a secret. But nobody ever tells you that. Right. You know, the CIA, the church committee in the 70s, if people want to Google this, they should. The Church Committee in the 70s exposed the CIA had infiltrated almost every major news organization in America. 
and that they that they were running propaganda right from our news organizations. And guess who did surveillance on the church committee? The NSA. They did surveillance on them. That's right. And they that and that's their way to, hey, you better get in line. And so now the news organizations, not only do they have them infiltrating the they hire them and put them on camera. MSNBC hired Brennan. They put him right on camera. Yeah. He's these. We're going to bring in our expert from the CIA. No, you're supposed to bring in an expert that tells you that why that how that CIA guy's lying. You're not supposed to bring out a paid liar and call it fucking news. But Jimmy, that, that's how bad it is. Jimmy Dore, I adore you. I adore you. I want to thank you so very much. The time has flown on this, and we could go on and on and on for hours and hours. And I just want to let people know that uh, you've got to check out Jimmy. Uh, please do check out his YouTube channel. It's the Jimmy D- Door Show, and that's D-O-R-E, the Correct. Jimmy Door Show. And also you can check out his website, and that is? JimmyDoreComedy.com. JimmyDoreComedy.com. We're doing live shows all over the country. You might be coming to a town near you. You've got to check him out. and check Yeah, check him out live. His shows, though, are just absolutely phenomenal and uh, we want to share if you if you're listening to this and you love it and you want to share it with other people please make sure that you share this podcast show you can share it on youtube if you like we'll get it out as much as we can and i'll put links to all of jimmy's uh the website and his youtube channel i'll put that with this interview again i want to thank you so much Mr. my pleasure Mr. thanks Dora. for having me keep doing what you're doing it's been an honor and a pleasure and i want to thank you wonderful listeners for tuning in stay uh please please remember to always think outside of that damn box. 